Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us here today. And as promised, once again, another full mock draft, this time for the New York Giants. Make sure you like and subscribe and follow us on Rich Sports Talk on Twitter and .com to make sure you don't miss any of our latest. So for this Giants mock draft, I'm just going to come right out and say it right off the bat. I have them trading for Josh Rosen. Now, they were the first team, the first report of team to be interested in Josh Rosen. And in this situation, I think they will trade for him. I'm not convinced that they are 100% sold on Dwayne Haskins. And, of course, I think that they're able to get more value in terms of getting better players in the first round and trading a second-round pick while they still have two ones and two threes from the Odell Beckham Jr. trade. And to sweeten the pot, I threw in one of their compensation picks in the fifth round, so they traded two and a five for Josh Rosen because really the three teams that I've heard are interested are the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Giants. And while I think the Chargers would be the best place for him, and it makes no sense, I don't think they're going to give up their first-round pick. And even though the Patriots have 12 draft picks, I think the Giants' high second-round pick is more appealing to the Cardinals where they can get not only the top pick in the second round, but they also get one of the Giants' top picks. So to me, it just makes way too much sense for this trade to happen. So I'm just prefacing by saying, saying, well, wait a minute, why aren't they taking a quarterback? They already are Josh Rosen. That's my prediction. Now, my next mock draft 2.0, I will do it where they don't trade for Josh Rosen to vary it up. And so we have a different situation. But for this one, this one's going to have an asterisk. Trade for Josh Rosen, that's why they don't take a quarterback, and that's why they don't have a second-round pick. So everyone's saying, well, why Why didn't they have a quarterback? This is why. So let's kick it off. So who will they take at number six? Rashawn Gary, the defensive end out of Michigan. Now, Giants have had private workouts with him. They visited the pro. Day. This is a guy they are very interested in. Look, he makes a lot of sense for this team. I mean, they've even had a private workout with him. You look at – I talked about in the Jets draft, the big three, Allen – Bosa and Williams they'll be gone by the time they get to six but now they can get into that second tier of great defensive town now look this is a guy who can play four three end three four end and with the Giants sticking to the three four base they really need to rebuild from the ground up this is a guy who you can put in as a three four end he fits that scheme very well and look let's let's face it their defensive line isn't exactly great you're looking at Gary can play end move inside he's very versatile along the defensive line has a high motor, and look, I think his pass rushing ability, their tools are there. I think he needs to develop that. Right away, he's going to be one of the best run defensive guys, I think, in this draft. He's going to help clog up the space, and look, they're going to miss it from Damon Harrison on that defensive line. So don't expect him to come in and get, I think, close to 10 sacks. I think five or six is more reasonable in the first year. To me, this is a guy who can develop into a good pass rusher. He's got all the physical tools. But right off the bat, he will instantly improve this run defense in a division where you have to play the Cowboys twice a year at the great running game. The Eagles have improved their running game. And even Washington, I think with their quarterback situation, they're going to lean on the run game even more this year. So keep an eye. Gary goes number two. And this is a guy, they've had a private workout, pro day, combine. This is a guy they're very interested in. I can see him going at number six. And the other big thing, too, is I don't think Devin White's going to be here. I know a lot of Giants fans say, well, why aren't they getting White? I have him going at number five to Tampa Bay. That's why he doesn't go there. But don't worry, they're going to get another guy from LSU. At 17, the first round, Andres Greedy Williams, cornerback out of LSU. Look, the defensive line's already addressed, and I, spoiler alert, they're going to keep addressing it in this draft. So 
But you look right now, they have the potential at 17 to get a true lockdown corner. One of the top corners in this draft. Williams is a physical marvel. 47340, 6'2, smart guy, can play the ball, has good upside. And you look, LSU, they've produced a lot of great members of the secondary. It's almost becoming secondary U in college. If you're looking for a good secondary player, you look at LSU. And look, this is a player who addresses one of their best needs he he could potentially be a number one lockdown corner in this league at the best at the worst I think he is a solid man corner hits this defense you've already addressed the defensive line and while there's some good secondary corner prospects there aren't as many high-end ones like Williams I think you can address the defensive the linebackers there's a lot of depth especially in the second third and fourth round for the corners I really think outside of Baker and Williams there's a big drop off after them so this is a guy who you have the potential of getting. In most years, he would be a top 10 pick for a cornerback. You have a potential top 10 corner, and you get him at 17. Great value, addresses the secondary, and you've already got a great building block in the front end. Now you get a good building block in the back end, especially after losing Landon Collins. You need a good building block in that secondary, and that's why Williams is the pick here at 17. Once again, no second-round pick for the Rosendrade. So round three, pick 95, I have Jalen Jelks, the outside linebacker, the edge rusher of Oregon. They've addressed the front end, the back end, now let's go to the middle. In the 3-4, they need an edge rusher, and Jelks could be a good mid-round starter from day one. Not a dominant pass rusher, I think, from day one, but he has the athleticism like Gary to develop into a good uh, pass rusher. But he's a good athlete, can play multiple positions, even can shem to the inside on certain sub-packages. And I do think he could be a dark horse day one starter, so you can get three defensive stars in the first three picks, which is good for the Giants. And then I have them going... In the fourth round, I have them going to Yandi Kajus, the offensive tackle out of West Virginia. And look, I don't think this is a surprise with this pick when you really know Dave Gellman. He wants to build up the lines. And you look, Kajus started over 20 games at left tackle and could inherit the position from Solder down the road. For now, he could be a plug-and-play option at right tackle, at very least a good capable backup. You can move him along the line. You could put him as a six-swing tackle. Well, bid six foot five, 310 pounds, may take time to get uh, adjust for the speed and especially the spread offense at West Virginia. But look, this is a guy who you can develop potentially down the road to be a guy who could be a potential left tackle for Nate Solder. I think he could even be a dark horse to start at right tackle. And Gettleman said, look, his emphasis he wants to build through the trenches. And to me, it just makes way too much sense to get a good tackle with the potential high side to being a left tackle down the road. Uh, round four, pick 132. I've been getting Foster Moreau, the tight end now of LSU now. This might come as a little bit of a surprise, but let, look, let's look at this. Evan Ingram is the Giants' pass-catching tight end, but they could use a good run-blocking tight end and pass protection in certain run plays. And look, Moreau's a decent pass catcher, but let's not be mistaken. He won't be one of these tight ends in this draft, and this is a good tight end class. It's going to be a playmaking tight end. And he's, I think, going to slide through the cracks a little bit. I mean, this is a decent tight end, good athlete, can catch a couple passes a game, especially on the checkdowns. But more importantly, it's good depth, a good backup. And let's not forget, even as a safety valve, we look at only the pass catching. But Rob Gronkowski was the best run blocking tight end. And there's value in that, especially with a team. If you're going to have a young quarterback or even Eli Manning, you want to run the ball with Saquon. And getting Moreau, you can slide in as a fullback, put him in on certain packages as a tight end to open up some running lanes is only going to help the running game. And this is a pick I think Saquon Barkley will really like because he's saying, hey, I'm going to get some more open running holes. So I think this is a good underrated pick. 
a couple of round five picks I have at 142 Reggie White Jr. the wide receiver from Monmouth of course a New Jersey guy has to go he's a small school local prospect and look at 6 foot 2 208 pounds ran a 445 had nearly 1200 yards receiving 11 touchdowns last year could be a good developmental prospect and work his way into the wide receiver core and look the Giants historically have been very good at drafting these underrated receivers from small schools a la Victor Cruz I mean, this could be a guy, and I'm not saying he's going to be Victor Cruz, but this could be another good project guy that they could develop. Good, young, wide receiver. They've had issues with depth in the past. I think he could be a good project. And you look at wide receivers, especially at the FCS level, uh, I always say with wide receivers, it doesn't necessarily mean the skill level. I mean, if you are big and physical enough, I think it's one of those positions you can teach. And you look, he comes to a situation where he's not asked to be a starter right away. But look, he could be a potential dark horse uh, guy to make the roster and look, be a nice three or four receiver from day one. I mean, it's very hard to find guys that are six foot two, six foot three, and that can run a four, four, five. So this is a good project right here. Now, once again, I said this before, building through the trenches, Martez Ivy, the guard out of Florida at pick 143. Look, at guard position, the Giants are set, but they could use depth or find a prospect that they could develop down the road, maybe even move to center. And Ivy, this is the reason I like him. He's played multiple positions in college. Now, a lot of people will say he underachieved, but he is a five-star recruit, and he has an NFL body. And those are hard to find for guards or, or players. And look, he needs to work on his consistency, but you look, this is a guy who's played multiple positions. He's played all on the offensive line at Florida. And really, for the Giants, having a backup that you could plug in at guard, plug in at tackle, maybe even at center... That would be a valuable backup for this team. And look, they have some guys like Solder. They're starting to get a little bit older. They might miss some games. And you look, they put an emphasis on building on the offensive line. And part of the importance of that is finding a guy who you can plug in when there's a big injury. So I like Ivy here at 143. Now, at 171, I know I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Oleve Song Upule from Wisconsin, the nose tackle, defensive tackle. And I hope I got that right, but... Uh, Look, at this point in the draft, it's hard to find nose tackles. And the Giants, they're still adjusting to this new 3-4 scheme. So they need a rotational nose tackle. I like this right here. This is a prospect that is a good nose tackle. And there's not a lot in this draft now. He's had some history, in, uh, sorry, injury history. I think that will drop into a day three prospect. But you look, at 324 for weight, he has the buy to play the nose. And one of the big things I've watched about him, he's a good athlete for that size. He can move, but he does need to work on his technique. Now, I think just because of the size and athleticism, he should get an opportunity to the 53. They need a backup nose tackle. And this is a guy, you look at the athleticism, there's some red flags with the injury, but there's not a lot of bodies that you can make into a nose tackle, and this is one of the few in this draft, so I think the Giants take a chance here and once again address the defensive line. Now, another small school prospect from the local area, pick 180 in round six Jordan Gowans the running back out of Stunnybrook look as great Saquon is Giants could use a good backup for depth Gowans was in a split role at Stonybrook last year but he still averaged even with less than 20 carries a game ran for over a thousand yards eight touchdowns and averaged nearly six yards per carry at 5'11 he's bulked up from 210 was his playing weight to at his pro day with the Giants he was 235 reportedly ran around a 4-5 in the 40 Look, he could be a, a good, versatile back. He's got good athleticism, but especially with the bulk up, maybe he could be an in-between-the-tackles guy, a good pounder, can take five to ten touches away from Saquon. And look, you need Saquon, and he's a phenomenal athlete, Saquon. 
but especially if you're going to put a bigger emphasis on the running game, you need a guy that can take a couple carries away from the game to help shed the load, and this could be a nice prospect here in round six. Now, the Giants have two picks in round seven at 232. I have them getting Xavier Crawford, the cornerback out of Central Michigan. The Giants need defensive depth. And look, at 5'11", he ran a 4'4", 40. Crawford would be a nice backup. Good slot corner at the next level. Now, look, he has on tape gotten beat a lot, especially in press coverage along the outside on the deep ball. But if you use him right in the slot corner position, he's a, more of an agile athlete, could fit well in that mid-roll. Mid now, he did have a big bag injury in 2017 that limited his time, so I think that will knock his value down. But look, this is a guy who has the body and the speed to fit into the slot corner. And look, the Giants, they need depth at the corner position. This could be a nice fit in the sub packages. And finally, round 7, 245, I have Trey Watts in the linebacker out of Maryland. And once again, I know I sound like a broken record, Giants need depth, especially on defense. And... You look, Watson, this is a kid I really enjoyed watching at Maryland. He's a bull hawk with five interceptions last year, leading tackle. And last year, he led the Big Ten in tackles per game. I mean, that's a big feat to do in that conference. And that's a conference you have a lot of NFL bodies, especially along the offensive lines. So that's a really good competition to be going against. And he would fit nicely as a back inside linebacker in the Giants defense. Versatile athlete, flowing under the radar right now. Uh, a little bit undersized at 238, but he's over six feet tall. I think he would be a nice backup in that middle linebacker role, could add a versatile depth piece for the Giants. But once again, I love Big Ten. I want prospects from these big conferences because, look, they're playing against other NFL bodies, and if they can play well in those games, I think they have a good shot at the next level because it's hard. Even though I like FCS prospects, it is hard to get sometimes a gauge on them because you're saying, well, what – are they even playing an NFL player on the field at that point? But if you're playing in the Big Ten, you got multiple NFL bodies on the field at one time. So I think it's a better judgment of a player. And look, I think this is a guy that flies under the radar with Watson. But you look, heavy defense, heavy offensive line. And for the Giants, there's a couple nice position, skilled position players there in the fifth and sixth for running back and receiver depth. But the theme, once again, building up the offensive, defensive lines and depth. And this seems like a Dave Gelman special from what he's done last year and how he has conducted business before. But that's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. That's our first Giants mock draft. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss the second one. And I promise it's not going to be a Josh Rosen trade in that one. That's why this one folded out the way it did. But the next one, I'm going to have a little fun. Let's say they don't trade for Josh Rosen. What will they do at quarterback? And it may surprise you what they may do. But make sure you like and follow so you don't miss that episode. This is Rich Sports Talk. Once again, thank you so much for joining us here today. And until next time, this is Nolan Rich, and this is Rich Sports Talk.